A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dupe. You, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. The quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick. And so we are gathered here today to discuss whether Vince McMahon's return has already ruined WWE. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your reaction to the uh, to the news breaking around the Endeavor deal and uh, and that Tash making its making its uh, on screen appearance for the first time? Well, can I? I don't think this is on the um, itinerary, but it's worth pointing out because it was very much a wildly dramatic swing in quality, momentum, vibe, atmosphere, everything. Wilborn, you've podcasted with me for nearly six years. Mm. Five or six. Something like that, yeah. One of the two. And you've probably heard me or saw me in the studio do actual cartwheels of this is amazing I don't care if it was WWE that promoted it. This was one of the best things I've ever seen as my in my life as a wrestling fan. About what four times? Yeah. <laughs> Ronda Rousey's first match. Various aspects of um Planet's champion Daniel Bryan. A few of the highlights scattered in between. You know what I'm like with WWE. The presentation, irrespective of who's booking it, the production, the TV format, the impromptu matches, the invisible camera, commentary. Wilborn, I was in wrestling heaven watching WrestleMania 39. You would be shocked by how much I enjoyed this show. I thought it was absolutely incredible up until the last five minutes of the finish, which was an atrocity. Like, I'm not doing cartwheels over the, you know, Cena theory or the or the women's showcase match, but my god, most of it was not just great. Most of WrestleMania 39 was this absolutely incredible, almost dreamlike experience for how much I was into it. Like the range, like that triple threat oh. was on the same show or the same event, different night as Ray and Dom, which was a masterpiece. Yeah. Like, it was from Dom's entrance. I was like, this is just perfect. This is what WWE is. They had an app. I was prepared, Willborn. If they'd strapped up Cody, I was prepared to call it better than WrestleMania 17. Wow. It was like Cody Roman was like a mixture of the Okada, Omega, and Rock Hogan atmospheres. Yeah. It was like, what was it like in the stadium? Yeah, it was wild. It was it was more support for Roman than I think I was anticipating. It wasn't necessarily anti Cody Rhodes sentiment, but there was more Roman, you know, bloodline fans. I thought it'd kind of run its course and people were just sort of ready for Cody to be sort of anointed. But yeah, like we talked in a big time feel about that match, you know, for months on end from basically the moment Cody came back. 
and it just yeah it felt so momentous um and yeah just a quick nod to the ray and dom stuff i was i had so much fun watching that match like the fact we were like yeah yeah no it would be good if like dom came out in his in like in eddie's low rider and i was like oh no they've they've booked this a million times better than we ever could like the prison entrance uh was just was just spectacular um yeah and yeah even the the sort of news breaking about the endeavor deal across the weekend didn't dampen our spirits quite as much as the following 24 hours after that deal was announced basically including the uh divisive roar after wrestlemania i think is the way that i described it to be to be politically correct on the what went down like i'm not being funny and i tweeted this there's a point i think it was like 20 25 minutes in to cody versus roman where i was still locked in i could not believe this atmosphere one of the best atmospheres i've ever watched a match play out in front of yeah where i was so into it i was like these lads could go for two more hours and i'm still on the hook for this it's special like this is almost once in a lifetime stuff and then that finish happened to jesus christ so i wanted to mention that Wilborn, just so it's not me grinding the axe or like talking about um confirming my own biases or whatever but when that news broke i guess i was still a bit naive thinking that well this is the most heavily anticipated wrestlemania in years it's the most forward-thinking one since wrestlemania 21 all the way back in 2005. the business has been so great house shows ratings these record gates they're getting for like every single town they go into well the good times are going to continue rolling i was naive i'll tell you what vince mcmahon is if i've said this before one it's disgusting that he's back for moral reasons that they don't care about women are working under him again that's horrible um he's an evil man we know this um but i've said before if he was as creative as he was cynical there would be no AEW because no. this man is so clever at the worst things he is so clever at the worst things like the idea to just halt AEW's momentum with a Wednesday night war when it could have been and it eventually did become for a brief time a challenge at a Raw's demo that was made all the more of an impressive achievement in retrospect considering that he was so clever in pitting NXT against it and just to chip away at its ceiling um this man is so shrewd at the wrong things he could not have timed out this coup and that's what it was any better because he's in the chair now and this has been reported by fightful select and pw insider and the wrestling observer he is in the chair when triple h is you know i don't like his week-to-week booking personally i don't think he's a particularly nice individual not on the level of vince but i don't think he's a nice blow he's elevated the business as much as i don't like some of his you know storytelling and what he did with the f- uncle howdy and carrion cross deserves an inquisition of its own but nonetheless numbers state that he elevated this business um to a level that really is kind of impossible given wider trends in cable tv yeah and vince mcmahon's took over the chair at the precise point where the momentum's back with wwe it feels big it feels hot and in the event that the ratings actually tumble a bit he can just say that's ah, nothing to do with me it's this happens every single year he can point to it he can point to if he gets asked and it, there's no guarantee that he will they love him at endeavor not particularly nice value system there either no if they were to dare question it and say well vince growth under paul decline under you this isn't good he'll say welcome to life pal this happens every single year he could not have timed this any better what a shrewd arsehole the only good thing that man has ever been good at are the bad things 
yeah, we're going to be sort of bouncing all over the place, I sense, with this topic because there's so many different areas I want us to, to, to cover. And I, know, and I know a lot of people want your thoughts on a variety of different things. The Endeavour deal itself, um, Philip and I reported as that, as that story broke on, what would it have been? Sunday afternoon, was that us for us? I think it was. It broke. Um and we were sort of like, okay, well, it's 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 not Disney, but it's also not the Saudis. So, you know, that's that. And, you know, the astronomical numbers that were being chucked around and the fact they're going to sort of merge the two companies, UFC and WWE, to get this new, I don't know what, know what it's going to be uh, described as. It's just behemoth, basically. Um We'll call it new call for the purposes of yeah yeah exactly, and then you know everything goes the way it does. Night two of WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania. We'll talk about that in a second. And I think I was sort of huffing on a bit of the copium, going right. Well, this is bad, but it's not going to be like this for too long because, like you say, Triple H. I think he's done a really good job in charge i think you like you say the the financials back him up and uh and surely endeavor will see that and go oh or we'll see you know god love them the people who are trying to start you know fire vince in the bump comment section or i saw something doing the rounds on facebook or on twitter of like we're gonna go to smackdown and we're all gonna you know chant fire vince or show signs saying fire vince not going to matter. I hate to break this to everyone. Um, you know, disregarding the fact that they've seen everything that's happened with Vince McMahon in, in the past 12 months, and that is encapsulating his entire career, but just I'm just talking about legally in the past 12 months. They've seen all that. They've not only, you know, had him involved in, and you know, like you say, his cynical, you know, way of weaseling his way back into the company, reorganizing the structure, basically saying, I'm not going to sanction a deal unless I'm in charge, all the way through to, yeah, he's at Raw, but he's only at Raw to see his mate, John Cena. Yeah, he's at Gorilla, but he's only just, he needed somewhere to sit down. So, and it just felt like that's the most obvious place to, to now. Seth Rollins is being told, whilst he's standing in the ring. I don't know if this has been confirmed. Well, yes, but it, I, the fact that I just took it as, oh, yeah, that's definitely yeah, one yeah, yeah. volumes. I didn't, you know, if someone had suggested that under the Triple H regime, I'd have said, well, let's get a bit more, you know, reporting on that. But you get what I mean about them just tearing scripts up left, right, and center, right? So that's all happened. They've not only had him involved in the deal, they've had him out there on television talk with that mustache, which people talk about. I'm not going to mention it again. Because it's this weird thing of like, look at that. What's he like? Eh? What's that he doing with that moustache? It wouldn't surprise me one bit if it's a combination of two things. Someone's told him from the PR perspective, look stupid, look different. Yeah. The wrestling gimmick, make an impression when you turn up to a new territory with a new look or something. If you can deflect the um, allegations of rape, which is what they are. Yeah with a stupid moustache or something, deflect, that'll be the talking point. I'm not going to try and draw comparisons between the two men for obvious legal reasons, but you and I live in a country where Boris Johnson was our prime minister and he was such a character because of his wacky hair and his unkempt appearance and what have you. People neglecting the fact that he is a terrible person, you know, a career politician with just the worst track record and yeah morals and all that but anyway i'm getting off topic here so for anyone who's thinking well if we flood the you the bump youtube comment section with fire vince or we take signs or we boycott uh the first hour of smackdown or whatever it is they're threatening to do endeavor is going to see that and go oh bloody hell we need to we need to reassess how we've done this this is a company that is in business with ufc with dana white with everything he's done, particularly recently, and they do not care, and they see Vince from from most reporting as integral to WWE. It's 
it's the beginning of the end, Sage. Oh, it's just, I don't know where you want to start with this. Do you want to start with them trying to get new talent in, or do you want to start with talent leaving WWE? We could talk about it all at once. Yeah. Um, so, Sean Ross Sapp, who's got an excellent, excellent track record. So I'm not disputing his track record or his information has said that one top star has said to him that if this continues, I will request my release. One, will he be allowed to go? Will they be allowed to go? Yeah. Two, is this the kind of sort of impulse reaction to bad news that will just scab over? Um... I cannot see a mass exodus in any way. The expression, never say never, is a truism for a reason. The only time in wrestling that it never actually means never is they're going to unionize or do something with WWE. It's simply not going to happen. Wrestlers are wrestlers. They know where their bread is buttered. They know it's lucrative. They know that they have families. Some of them love working for WWE. The idea of mass release requests, rife unhappiness, won't matter. And if it does, I lose no credibility saying that because it would be the most shocking thing to have ever happened in professional wrestling history. Yes. It's just not going to happen. In terms of will this... um, dissuade certain AEW talents who, under Triple H, very naively, filtered out to the media sentiments to the effect of, well, might go back. Will this change their minds? Uh, Well, I know they're going to probably get booked terribly. They know that in the case of Miro, Vince thought he was a joke. Legitimately, he thought that Miro was the laughing stock and that fans were patronizing him. Um, it'll give certain wrestlers in AEW who've made not who have made noise about wanting to jump back, it will give them pause to be certain. But uh, money talks for a lot of them, so who the hell knows? All of this works because it scabs over this sentiment scabs over people will watch raw because they're accustomed to wwe um wrestlers will want to work for wwe because it will become very very normal that vince is in charge and this is a very cynical way of looking at it and maybe i'm too cynical a human being but look at the saudi shows compare the reaction um of crown jewel 2018 to Crown Jewel 2022. Granted, a dissident journalist wasn't murdered and dismembered on the eve of Crown Jewel 2022, but he didn't get put back together again in the intervening four years, did he? It was still an atrocity that happened. And the only discourse stemming from Crown Jewel 2022 wasn't human rights abuses. It was um, Braun Strowman um, denigrating flippy wrestlers and cruiserweight style wrestling or whatever. And you know what? I'm not going to be sanctimonious and sit here and say that it's terrible that everyone has forgotten about it. No, it isn't. It's human nature. Um, I talk pretentiously quite a lot about the information action ratio, the postman theory that since the dawn of like primitive communications and the telegraph, um, and humans being um, alerted to just wave upon wave of news and horrible news about which they can do nothing. It's just completely transformed the psyche of people, and there's so much to process that there's also nothing to process. If I read that there was a horrific train crash in China killing 90 people ostensibly that's a really heartbreaking thing and maybe some children are dead and i'm looking at it and i just can't physically react Mm. to the same news even though in total isolation it's horrific there is too much horrible information to process that we callous ourselves to it 
and that's exactly what's going to happen here within less than a month sorry i'm cynical as all hell but that's just how life works no i i, I completely agree mate it's like i got fed up last year of coming into work and reporting backstage morale's terrible in wwe like i'd never want to report that i want to report that everyone's having a great time whether they work wwe AEW, whatever they're doing within their careers you know and it was such a a swift swing to not just chaos within wwe not just plans getting completely turned on their heads but the the speed with which and i completely believe like you say the reports of the likes of sean ross sap or or whoever it may be that are legitimate reporters of this sort of thing i just thought yep yeah, that's completely believable that if you're a female wrestler within wwe and they haven't been booked well under triple h i will say that but in terms of just like oh so this guy who like you say have got all these credible allegations against him has just politicked but is the best way i can put it politicked his way back into into this through restructuring boards and what have you and now like you say he's got people working underneath him all over again and some people are just you know saying oh well hopefully this is the vince that you know book the attitude here or, or whatever it may be or like you say they can light about his his appearances and and yeah the people you know we don't know the names exactly but the people who were just like yeah i think i might go now and and you know the cody cody's the cody's one thing right in terms of they if if he'd have won the title on sunday right there's your blueprint come to us come to us from from aw whether you worked here or in the past or not it doesn't matter we'll make you a star we'll look at what we've done with cody we brought him in we gave him this big showcase um uh, introduction at 38 he won the royal rumble he had put on some great matches in the interim with with the likes of seth rollins for example and then he, he toppled roman reigns and become world champion at wrestlemania 39 in the main event now that's not going to be the case for everyone who jumps ship obviously but it's a hell of a it's a hell of a an advertising pitch to someone who may have become sort of lost in the mid card of aw or just forgotten about or you know, Tony said, oh, actually, I think maybe you'd work better on Ring of Honor or, or, or whatever it may be. Now, like I, we saw all the jokes and I, I don't you know, I don't want to make light about people's careers, obviously. But you saw all the jokes about like Andrade, for example, all of a sudden you saw people saying, oh, I bet he's texting Tony now. Okay, I'm ready to come back to work sort of thing. Like this is so detrimental in terms of WWE's standing within within the wrestler community isn't it for about three weeks well this is the thing isn't it yeah i'm throwing my arms up in the air because i'm going to be furious about this and you and i and again what you know all of us at what culture are going to point to things in the coming weeks and coming months and go that's because of vince but it'll be forgotten about you're right it's, it's depressingly familiar this feeling that's the thing we're gonna get a lot of depressingly familiar feelings um i expect over the coming months um i've started to really get down about this job which is such a ridiculous ridiculous and privileged thing to say i am so happy that for whatever reason two guys set up a blog and a website in the place where i'm close by and it became this sort of like internet powerhouse and i got a job here it's kind of you know if the butterfly flapped its wings with a slightly different flutter it could have happened in birmingham or it could have happened in east fife or whatever and i couldn't have done it um i realize how lucky i am to work in this industry where i've grown up and where i've settled with my family I, these vince mcmahon roles towards the end i just ran out of things to say felt like i was bad at my job i felt like jesus christ the energy levels on these podcasts i'm really reaching to even make jokes about it in articles like there are significantly and this is the thing i want to get away from uh the wwe show is going to be bad like the creative is so 
insignificant compared to the real implications of this man's return. Yeah. yeah. Never let that, we don't ever want to let that uh, be unsaid. I would never want to feel like we have a lack of priorities here. But you know, it is what it's all about ultimately at the end of the day is the, uh, the, the, the product. And it's going to suck. It's going to totally suck. But how specifically is it going to suck, Wilborn? <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Look, um, let's talk about this Raw after WrestleMania, right? Um, because, right, here's the thing. So, so I, I was lucky enough to go there, obviously, with, with Miller and, and Phil and Nicholas as part of our sort of WrestleMania trip. And <laughs> I will say this. It's one of the better Raw after WrestleManias I've been to, right? <laughs> because I went to the one after 35 where they did the, the like, we're going to put both titles on the line. Kofi and Seth are going to uh, gonna sort of merge them. And then you think, well, they can't. They're not going to do that. So there's going to be some sort of disruption. Oh, my God. Adam Cole's just dropped the title to Johnny Gargano. Undisputed era for coming to the main roster. And then and this is not their fault. It was just Cesaro and Sheamus, right? Nothing against them. It's just not the the exact way we were, we were hoping it's going to go. I remember being at last year's Raw after WrestleMania, where the main event was a Roman Reigns promo that they went, right, we've actually got literally nothing to announce here. So the big go-home thing at the end of the Raw after WrestleMania is him saying acknowledge me so we'll just save that till the end of the promo so in a weird way i quite enjoyed the raw after wrestlemania i didn't necessarily subscribe to the fact of this is the worst raw ever i know and you know as the oh, it, was, it was ridiculous it was boring and bad but jesus however there's, there's levels to this yeah exactly right and like we get we got Lars Sullivan, didn't we? At thirty five, the Raw after WrestleMania thirty home early. I don't blame you. I'm getting worked by the Raw after WrestleMania. What is this? Twenty twelve. <laughs> and then last year, I think we got Ezekiel off the top of my head that I can think of. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm in ring. I like Matt Riddle. I think he's a very talented individual. Obviously, the stuff that he's done outside that is, is yeah, it's an arsehole. Yeah. But I was, you know, happy to see him back wrestling, hopefully, right? But you just you just got a real sense of, like you say, where we go from here. And, I, you know, the, ma the main thing, like you say, is the well-being of the people within WWE. But also, 
like I've really enjoyed Triple H booking WWE, and I know you have, you and Hamlet have gone back and forth, and that's what I really enjoy. I think you know you talk about you being frustrated on the on the Raws with Vince in charge previously. Like there's been times when I've been, and I thought like, is it is it worth us like divvying this up just to almost like share the burden of this show because it was just so so uh, overwhelming of how it was just. You know, I'd sit there on a raw preview and I'd go, well, how do you think this match is going to go down? And you just, I was probably going to go to a DQ and then it went to a DQ. Yeah. It was just so frustrating and, and predictable and what have you. And that's not completely, but well, that wasn't completely fixed, obviously, by, by Triple H. But I thought he did it for a, <laughs> the incredibly low bar that he was set. I thought he did a, did a really good job. And then it was so obvious. It's such a stark reminder of, where we've come from this this roar after wrestlemania where you know whether or not it's true that the the seth rollins promo was changed on the fly or not he just comes out they do his song and they go right that's the seth rollins bit done they this do thing. they do a commercial free first hour and you get four minutes of wrestling like this is the thing right okay you know without having it reported to you by sap Meltzer johnson that it was a vince show because if it was a triple h show he would have crammed a 20 minute mop match on there this has probably been happening for quite some time remember when that ended it ended pretty much at or just before the point where the vince rumors started to really gather pace different conversation for a different day they're all after wrestlemania right brought into focus to me something that i think kind of goes overlooked in that the last truly, and people will come at me, probably, um, I forget this stuff as soon as it happens, with like glaring examples of just stupid things. The last time I remember WWE being like that 2019, 2020, 2021, what are you doing, lads? What are you doing? This is the worst stuff I've ever seen. Hell in the Cell 2019, all the rest of it. The last thing I truly remember thinking, well, this is... Terrible. It's one of the worst things of all time. It was like the Lily the Doll stuff. When that got binned off, honestly, the biggest crime about Vince's shows weren't that they were inscrutably stupid, where you are honestly thinking, is this man got such advanced CTE that it's almost ableist to criticize his product? Am I even punching up or down anymore? Help me. I don't know what to do anymore. His product was just there, flat out boring. Yeah. Like, nothing happening. Just terrible, terrible terribly boring and that's what the raw after wrestlemania was for me i've seen significantly worse shows yeah. I significantly worse roles in 2019 and in 2020 um that's the new normal i love the idea as well you know what fingers crossed he doesn't fly to portland maybe he just produced raw after the merger because he was in town he was a bit bored for old time's sake it's not going to be in portland it's triple h's job uh, if people celebrate that he isn't in Portland this Friday, I'm, I'm going to scream. I'm going to become the Joker. That means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Not least because this is a digital world now. If he is not physically present in Portland, he can use the telephone that was invented century like a century ago. Mm. Good dial in on Zoom. Or you can get his assistant to dial in on Zoom. Like He doesn't have to be physically present. Even if he does miss the show, He's involved. Get over it. He didn't produce it for all time's sake. WWE, and this is honestly the least of the things that I really care about, but a lot of people do, and I guess that's why I'm talking here, is that it's going to just be very boring. Yeah, very boring. So I just, yeah, the this is the thing of WWE could could hire. A million writers. WWE could hire, could could sack all the writers, and I'm not campaigning for that by any stretch of the imagination, and get the best writer of all time. It does not matter. Yeah, it does not matter if it has to go through the funnel that is Vince McMahon. You'll get all the stuff that you know. We we we. Can, can easily reel off here and joke about all the time of the weird way they have to say things and the 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 the, the 
crutches that they always use or the, the words they're not allowed to use. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Um, I, do you know what I saw recently as well? Annoyed me this, actually. People saying NXT's cooking. First of all, right, NXT's always been cooking. So yeah. don't, don't, don't suddenly be, you can't, you're not allowed. No, I'm not allowing this. You can't jump on that train. I'm sorry. No. But it's just, you can grab me clutching at straws if you're a WWE fan. Hey, look, here's a show that Vince hasn't ruined. It's just pathetic. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, the, like, the, the Portland stuff's so spot on as well. Well, if he's not there, if we if we follow his private jet or whatever, and it's still at Connecticut, then oof, SmackDown might have dodged a bullet. No, it won't. No, it doesn't matter. SmackDown could be awesome. SmackDown and Raw could be awesome. Do you know what happens at the end of the month? Another premium live event, pay-per-view, whatever you're going to call it, and he's going to care about the results there. Look what happened with bloody Street Profits. Phenomenal performance in that showcase. I would really enjoy for a throwaway showcase, like we always said beforehand, it'll probably be good. It'll be like the NXT model, you always say, Sage. There's eight lads in there who are all quite good as wrestlers. Oh, this match was fantastic, you know. Yeah, they put they'll put on a He's fantastic. Well, they 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 did far, far better than even I imagined that they could do at WrestleMania. And then well, Street Province, they're they're cooking a bit here. Let's see what's up. We'll just have them lose, have them lose against the tag champs for no reason. And the women's showcase, right? However you feel about that match, I was kind of indifferent, if I'm perfectly honest. Yep, me too. Um, but at least you go, okay, well, Ronda and Shayna win. I know Ronda's obviously carrying an injury, but that puts them front of the queue for the tag titles. Nah, just bollocks. There were going to be other matches that got scrapped, obviously. Bailey's inexplicable absence on the Raw after WrestleMania. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do... Uh, I, was just, I was joking about this with Phil. We're going to do um, Raquel and Liv challenging for the tag titles next week. I wonder what's going to happen there. We're not going to get a chance to do a Raw preview, so I'm going to do it now, you know. wonder what's going to happen there. Almost a year to the day since Liv tagged with Rhea Ripley... I wonder if she's going to get turned on by her partner on that show. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just book by numbers. Aye, there's just no already the lack of continuity is glaring. Already, and we'll get to this imminently. Certain parallels are being drawn to the worst of the last of the Vince years. And uh, well, I was going to make another point about this Raw after WrestleMania before we move on quickly. I, um, Kevin and Sammy don't really care seemingly too much about bringing down Roman Reigns anymore. Was that the point? Isn't he the bloodline? Are they just going to do some tag team stuff now? So that aspect of the feud, that greatest storyline in pro wrestling history, apparently, only really made sense if the bloodline were brought down. They weren't. Um... And now Kevin and Sammy just seem like it was all about the tag titles all along. It wasn't. The tag titles just happened to be on the a tag team within the faction that they thought they just needed to bring down because for the sake of WWE or whatever it was. Uh the lack of continuity is glaring. They just um they were totally smiling and having fun out there in that segment. Look, you know me, I'm the biggest hey, let it play out advocate that there is, right? But I also remember me saying, hey, let it play out with the summer of punk and then getting to getting to November and going, wait, wait a second. What was the whole Kevin Nash thing again? Yeah. What, what, what are we doing there? Like, so I'm very scared to say, hey, hey, let this play out with Cody. It's redemption on hard times. He's got to go through it, you know, and by God, what a, what a hell of a, you know, uh, re-establishing of, of this guy is by having him go over Brock Lesnar at Backlash or Saudi or wherever it is. Do I have as much faith as I did? If 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 I if I knew that Vince was nowhere near like Vince was was still in the not even not even being linked back with uh you know coming back in for a deal for the company if this was you know the immediate aftermath of when Vince left. I'd feel a lot more confident if it was like that than than now. I wouldn't be surprised if if Brock beats him. 
I wouldn't be surprised by that either. But then you have to, and again, people will just do mental gymnastics. But, you know, he has to, he can't just beat Brock Lesnar. He has to lose to Brock Lesnar and then beat him. And then people will do mental gymnastics. I've got a few things to say on the Cody thing. I think we've got a Triple H talking point, but I'm going to talk about something else after the Cody thing as well. As he said, it's a bit freeform. So completely new to us, all of this. Yeah. Um, haven't even discussed the potential impacts of the merger on staff or direction or whatever. Um, there's maybe, a little maybe model that might change. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I know it's a Peacock deal, but people say after the Peacock deal, um, it could go to pay per view. And people say that people, wrestling fans won't pay money for something they've had for free for so long. I'm not saying that they ever got free tickets for Raw, but they still buy tickets for Raw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people like this, they'll pay for it. Um, on Cody, right? It's not some malicious. Um, we'll show him for breaking the throne. No. It isn't because if you look at the beatdown, the failure to win at WrestleMania, the crushing. Ah, oh, you didn't strap him up after all that failure um, at WrestleMania. Then that what ten minute beatdown at the hands of Brock Lesnar. This is exactly what they did to try and push Roman Reigns as a babyface because that's what Vince McMahon thought was going to work. I honestly don't think he's acting out of malice or spite or anything. I think this is just pure incompetence. He's got this weird thing, Vince, where in the nineties, right? And again, I'm all over the place here. In the nineties, um, there was a point where. He went, can't or won't do this anymore. Um, let's get Bill Watts in. Yeah. Bill Watts came in for a week. The pioneer of episodic TV, known to be one of the best um, bookers in wrestling history. Better to burn out than fade away because, you know, he had some electric years and then it just fell off a cliff. And his idea to get people to watch the television product um, in 1995 was to just have a gang of heels flatten and hospitalize the baby faces, right? Um, to the point where you thought, Jesus Christ, is The Undertaker okay? I'm going to have to check back next week to see how he comes back from this. They, when Vince was like, actually, no, I don't want you to do it anymore. <laughs> um, I'm going to do it, and we are going to fix and post that heat angle they re hastily reshot this segment where Doc Hendricks, Michael Hayes, is like filming outside of their locker room door. And he went, you know that attack on The Undertaker? It really took the wind out of his sails, but he'll be fine. To go from that babyface booking where he couldn't bear to put heat on them because he realized he had Hogan, right? And that's what made him successful. And that was what was in his head works. To go from that to how he booked Roman and now Cody, it's just bizarre. Yeah. As a long-time WWE fan, it's just so bizarre. But what I mean by all of this, I guess, is that there's no malice there. There's no, what, well, he broke your throne. What we're going to do is have this really sinister plot to sign him, build him up, and then at WrestleMania, we'll show him. It's just... It's not burying them. They're just this is how they think to get baby faces over. And did it work for Roman Reigns? No. Look forward to Cody Rhodes being a heel in 2030 if he lasts that long. Um, so Cody, I think a lot of people are concerned that he's getting buried. Um, he is, but they're not doing it deliberately. Which baby face ever got over by being slaughtered one night after being outsmarted? Did this happen to Brett? Did this happen to Hulk? Did this happen to Austin? Did this happen to The Rock? No. Did this happen in any other promotion ever? No. You can get the heat on them, obviously, but there's a limit. And Vince McMahon just loves to do it, and I don't know why. It's a very mean-spirited old idiot. Yeah, one thing I will say is that anyone who says, watching WrestleMania 39 Night 2, Vince is clearly back by bringing in Shane. I'm not having that. There's no way he'd say you can have a, anyone you want in this spot to beat up the Miz. You've had Pat McAfee night one. Who do you want night two? He's not picking Shane. He's not putting Shane in that spot. Anyway, let's talk Triple H, Sige. What does all this mean for him? 
Uh, well, it's obviously not good news um, for him. It's quite funny for me, if I'm being perfectly honest. I'm trying not to derive too much amusement. Look, it's uh, I think John Pollock of Post Wrestling described all of this as um, Palace Theatre, and it's a very apt. He's very good at what he does. Um, he summed it up perfectly. There's obviously some wry amusement to be had when complete chaos sweeps over, quite frankly, an evil entity. Um, it's fascinating. It's perverse. So I don't derive too much amusement from it because the real core of the story is that a man alleged to have committed horrific sexual crimes is back at the helm. Um, Triple H willingly masquerading, and that is the word, as the cool face of WWE now that it's a baby face promotion. He's the face of that. For him, and maybe it completely took him by surprise when he went backstage and saw Vince sit, sat in his actual office chair. Um, but the fact that he's gone out on Raw and cut this raw raw speech, um, the content of which was completely shallow, while he was essentially on strings, controlled by Vince McMahon, um, has some self-respect. It's it's over, pal. You've spent. The, his supervillain origin story began in late 1997. Maybe earlier because he's always said, I want to run this. I don't want to just work this. I don't want to main event this. I want to run this. Um, the first time he sort of spotted a chance to say, I've got some influence here. There's very few stars here. Um, we are getting our asses kicked by WCW all the time. I've not really been in this company very long, but it's pretty easy to get ahead in it. It's quite small scale at this point. Yeah. I will, um, what an arrogant bastard. I will give them the idea to do the screw job. It was his idea. Him and Cornette arrived at it independently, but half of it was um, Triple H's idea. His, so his, he's been wanting this since 1997. He's been trying to get in that room since 1997. Serendipitously, through the, you know, um, the weird whims of love. He actually got in there through just by chance marrying Stephanie McMahon. And he's been trying to do this for longer than some of our listeners have been alive. Yeah, He's now arrived at this point where he's bargaining with himself to stay in this position of power, even though he's fell victim to a coup, quite frankly. And he's still out there trying to pretend that he's got influence and it's just to have some self-respect. I, I think he didn't ever have any. That's why he was carrying bags for people with more talent. Um, but my God, I don't weep for Triple H. He is so rich. Yeah. He's used his power to advance his own career to the detriment of others who had more talent and who had a better organic following with the crowd. He... Available to rewatch on WWE Network before they had to completely gut it for politically correct reasons. You can watch him be a racist pig on television if you like. Um, and not only that, not only has he made so much money, not only has he used all of his power um, to advance his own career, and not only was he absolutely horrible to China. Um, but now his legacy is he's like a martyr. So I don't feel sorry for Triple H. I have no sympathy whatsoever for Triple H. And if people want to know about his future in creative, um, it doesn't look like he has one at the moment. Nothing significant. It was there very uh, telling. That he came out and he's going nowhere does this big like say raw raw speech and that's going get completely undercut by the following two hours and 45 minutes of television basically um, changing except the content of the show you're watching right now but i think the what was the phrase i think it was like busy work is i read somewhere that he was going to be taking on now i was like oh that was melsa's phrase He's obviously not going to get that from like a corporate state no, no, no. press release, but you know that's his reporting. But you can ready re readily imagine that happening. I, I genuinely don't know what what the future holds for for Triple H for WWE. 
I hope Triple H doesn't go back to NXT because I think Sean's doing a stellar job there. So don't, don't go back there. Can you see the latest development in the um, the love triangle? No, I haven't caught up on this actually. Honestly, I had to watch. I didn't watch the show, but yeah. I watched the YouTube clip of that storyline because I like it so much. Um, just to end on a lighter note, I guess it's been a yeah, bit of a good idea. <laughs> Of a depressing podcast, but it had to be. It had to be. Um, so after the kiss and after the events of Stand and Deliver, um, Kiana James negged, manipulated Jensen into saying that, look, you know what? People think I was cheating. Do we ever say we were exclusive? I played the field just like everybody else does. And just when I thought, Brooks, that we could be exclusive and that you were the one didn't help me at the premium live event oh so now he's got it in his head that in order to hold on to this woman Jezebel, <laughs> please be aware that we take all of this at face value with tongue-in-cheek because it's genuinely quite a terrible wrestling storyline it's so bad it's good yeah but the idea is now this evil woman has him literally by the balls by the blue balls into if he's got a chance of staying with her and being exclusive with her, he's got to like help her cheat and stuff like that. I love it. Fantastic. So they're all birds of a feather. Triple H, Sean, Vince, they're all pigs and they all make shit. And they all live in shit. And on that note, we'll wrap this up. Uh, I sense this is a topic we will be revisiting on a regular basis, unfortunately. But let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at what culture WWE watch they can follow both of us you can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at what culture WWE as I said and make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts you can also check out the AW Dynamite review from earlier on today right now with myself and Michael Sidgwick um unfortunately our podcast schedule does go a bit awry again over the next few days what with it being the Easter break here in the UK, but normal service will hopefully resume midway through next week, I promise. But for now, this has been Get the Table. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.